are listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. Before we get started, we want to remind you to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. All you got to do is search Range Minded Podcast. There you can check out photos and videos, including our Facebook Lives from our big expo last week. Uh, Speaking of, this is episode number 51, which is from the Independence Indoor Shooting Expo last week. We interviewed a bunch of the vendors who were there. We learned a heck of a lot, and we hope you will too. Now, uh, word of warning, we did run into some technical difficulties with our first guest, who was Travis from Maxim Defense. Uh, So we're going to drop you right into the action uh, just after the intro here. But he's talking about Maxim's awesome new PDX, uh, which you can check out at our Facebook page. And in any case, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy episode 51 of Range Minded, the Independence Indoor Shooting Expo Live 2019. Upper, which is a five and a half inch barrel, and on the upper comes a muzzle device here. It's called the hate brake. You're probably not going to get a view of this. We'll try to hook you up a little bit here. We could take a photo of it, and that's actually my yeah. favorite part of the whole thing. This was this was a lot of development time, man. I'm not going to lie. So there was probably as much time and development um, just with the hate brake as close to the rest of the rifle combined it was really insane it really is and it does four things all at the same time so it's a muzzle booster and in the category in the category of muzzle boosters um you have originally like historically speaking i don't yeah. want to nerd out here about <laughs> muzzle boosters oh but go ahead man it's what i do right right <laughs> so um historically you have the aks 74u which was the to my knowledge the first actual gun that needed a muzzle booster to cycle this was a little tiny ak-47 short little guy with like a about a five inch barrel yeah in 76239 obviously and it actually had to have a muzzle booster to make it cycle and muzzle boosters um in historical typical designs always add uh, back pressure to make gun cycle but they also um, sort of increase recoil sure it, it sounds kind of weird because it's a little bit counterintuitive but the system is a little funky um, so what we did was, oh, also, um, there, before I get too far off tangent here, <laughs> uh, almost all muzzle boosters increase flash. Sure. And that that's a little bit counterintuitive, but they're not flash hiders. They're muzzle boosters, so they're not designed to, to break flash. Ours actually breaks flash. It breaks recoil, Interesting. which is phenomenal. Like, it took a lot of work to figure out how to add mu- back pressure to make the gun cycle reliably and to muzzle brake. That was pretty tricky. And it uh, breaks flash really, really well. And because the the cone on the front of it, um, I don't know, okay. it is clear and safe. I just cleared it, but I will show you a picture later. But the front <laughs> of it, the front of it's a cone, so it actually gets, uh, I'd say, the simple majority at the least. We got oh, so many people here. Sorry. Yeah, we're right by the Maxim uh, table, so uh, Joey's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, he's the man. But uh, I'd say the simple majority of the pressure wave uh, during cycling gets away from the shooter. So that makes shooting an SBR or or short pistol, uh, AR style pistol, significantly more pleasurable. Right. I don't know oh, if you guys yeah, ever that's... shot like, you know, for example, a Mark 18 uh, in, in an indoor range. It is. It's pretty medieval. You put a flash yeah. hide or a muzzle brake on that, and you're indoors. A lot of anger. Even with <laughs> double hearing protection, dude, you feel it in your eyes, right? Like that pressure wave is insane. Uh, this muzzle brake gets all of that recoil and all of the flash and all of the blast away from the shooter, and it's it really is phenomenal. It 
makes the gun, man. It brings the rug together. It, it brings really the room does. together, as the Big Lebowski would say, right? Now. Yeah, it really ties the, the room together. So, because yeah, Joey, uh, you know, who's director of national sales, I believe, yeah. for Maxim. So big deal there. But he's like, hey, man, yeah, just go take a scoop of five, five, six, and let's go shoot this thing. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. and I've shot an SBR because we've got some here, and I've you know shot a couple pistols, and I've you know, and uh, I, I'm like, I'm kind of bracing myself, ready for you know the report and the the recoil to yeah. come back, and then it just, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I go, wait a minute. And I'm like, this is sweet, man. I could, I get it. Love to have one. It's, so yeah, it's really amazing. And when you uh, when you buy the PDX upper uh, independently, it comes with a full size standard bolt carrier grip, right? So right. The, the actual PDX rifle it has a stock on it called the SCW stock that stands for subcompact weapon. Okay. And that stock or brace adds exactly four inches to the back of the rifle. Now to do that, we had to integrate the buffer into the back of the carrier and some other kind of magic that we developed over time. So the PDX itself, when the stock or brace is collapsed, is 18 and three quarters of an inch long. Man, that's crazy. It's, it's insane. That's with the muzzle device, with the stock, everything. End to end. Right, right, end to end. So uh, if you want to get your gun that short and you have a lower, you can buy the PDX upper and you can buy the SCW kit, which is the super short stalker brace and the bull carrier group with the integrated buffer and spring and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you have to do a little magic, like you said, with the buffer and the tube yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It, and it all kind of fits together, but it's totally worth it. It really does take some slick tricks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. That's what you guys do over cool. there at Maxim. So that's what we do. You gotta have goals. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have goals. Um, so what's uh, what's next for? I mean, because obviously you made a big splash oh, this man. year, and I know you guys <laughs> haven't aren't stopping. So what? Uh, that's right. Can you tease a little bit about what's coming up next. Um, so I can't say too much, obviously. <laughs> but what I can say is we've set a precedent. Right? You sure we have. We rolled into Shot Show heavy-handed, and from Recoil Magazine got Best of Shot 2019, Best Best New Product 2019. And we are going to be obviously expected to deliver next year. Yeah, you um, <laughs> sure with, are. With an equally, you know, profound product. Yeah. And we fully intend to do that. Nice. I can't comment on, on what said product or products may or may not be, <laughs> um, but I can tell you that things are in development that are equally as profound to the PDX itself. Well, I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah, very it's gonna cool. It's going to be awesome. Wow. It's going to be awesome. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks for uh, spending some time with us, Travis. We of really appreciate it. Uh, we love the Maxim. Uh, you guys over at Maxim, we love the PDX. Yeah. Uh, love the braces and the stocks and everything, so... They are comfortable. They and are comfortable. Man, they're sexy. I'm not going to lie. They really they're, are. They are good looking. Something about those rails on either side of the gun, you know, yeah. those, those little metal rails on either side just really just make it. I don't know. Maybe because it's kind of like reminiscent of like an MP5, like A3 with the collapsible stock, you know, it kind is. of thing. It is. It is. There's some throwbacks to antiquity, yeah. you know, some of the classics. Shout outs. Is what it right. right. Yeah, some, <laughs> that's exactly some right. Some design exactly cues right. maybe. Yeah, and it's, so. it's, it's robust stuff. It's not just that it's sexy. It's that it's robust. Like I say, it's been qualified for federal service. There are some other braces out there. I'm not going to, obviously, I don't want to call anybody out sure. negatively, but there are some other braces that when you extend it and you kind of grab the rods with three fingers and you squeeze them together, you can actually bend the rods with your fingers. Oh, really? And you're like, how is that going to qualify <laughs> anything, man? Like, don't you can actually it. shoulder it and sort of wiggle the stock back and forth because the wa- the rods are so weak. Right, right. Here's, here's the beauty. That's here's the one the actual FDE PDX the... right there. Yep. Is that is that FDE or is that uh, burnt bronze? So, so, or we're kind of multicolored. Yeah. So we call it Arid Earth. Okay. And the reason it's uh, it's a different name. The reason right. why we went with that is it's a uh, a very intentional color pattern. So 
you know, dark on the ends, light in the middle. Sure. It's, it's an aesthetics thing. Yeah. And arid, there's, uh, there's, I don't know if the lighting is doing it very well here, but there's some nice grays. It's not just like brown or tan or bronze. Sure, sure. There's actually some gray in maybe a little bit of like cobalt kind of color. A yeah. little bit of a hue and sure. the right light. It's uh, you gotta get in the right light, but it's it's pretty cool. But that's that's what I'm talking about. Four inches. That's exactly just, that's crazy. Back in man. stock and that's eighteen and three quarters overall. And less than six pounds. Literally fits in a backpack. It's well, insane. Yeah, Joey carries he's carried around two two of these PDXs in his backpack like for like the last what month and a half? Yeah. Two months. That's bad. He's got a vertex bag and he can fit both of them in there. Yeah. I mean that's it's crazy, yep. man. Yep. Yeah, and if you wanted, you could buy a PDX in whichever caliber, and then the right. other upper. And because the lower is the same, it's just the magazine that changes. You have all of the combinations. Yeah, man, that's wild. It's actually pretty cool. That I mean, I could wild. go on forever, man. Like the the rail height, you see a scoop back here reminiscent of uh, HK. Yeah. I'll call them out a little bit. This is HK height rail. Nice. So you'll see uh, if you capture. We'll get some pictures later so on. Here, but Here's the big question. Yeah. You may not be able to talk about this. When's the 9 coming out? Uh, you are correct. I can't actually. <laughs> you talk can neither about confirm it. nor deny the existence of a nine millimeter. Uh, That's right. Because well, because pistol caliber carbines and really just you know personal PDWs are really hot right now. Big they thing. Are. Um, Absolutely. Is that kind of one of the reasons you guys decided to, to put this out, or had you been working on it before the the craze? Yeah. Um, our market space at Maxim Defense has always been in the PDW weapon system, right? Sort of area of the market, right? Sure. But, like. You're not seeing us building, you know, 16-inch ARs right. in in a super saturated market. Well, that's right? the problem is, is it's it's flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's moving. Exactly There's right. warehouses that's exactly full right. of ARs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, we're we're in that this little tiny niche of PDWs, and we're shining. You know, we stand out. We're doing things that no one else in the industry has ever yeah. done before. You know, ergo this yeah. PDX yeah. right here. And man, it's it's awesome. It is very cool. So there isn't a better word for it. No, nope. <laughs> you just you just got to come shoot it. You can come, and then you got. Do you have, we have demos today? Uh, yeah, we can demo stuff today. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that'd yeah. be awesome, yeah. man. Come so. down and actually shoot this mean thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you will be surprised. Recoil in this thing is so, and this particular one is seven six two by thirty nine. The recoil is. Um, I don't know how to describe this. Have you ever shot big guns before, like big game hunting cartridges? Yeah. Um, there's a my personal favorite cartridge. Nerd out a little bit. Uh, 375 H&H mag. All in okay. all mag. So a lot of people get scared. They're like, oh, my God, man, that's such a huge bullet. It's going so fast. The rifle's like 12 pounds. What's cool about it is it has a unique recoil impulse behind it where it's called a rolling recoil. Yeah. Okay. Historically, this goes back like 80 years. Oh, wow. And when you pull the trigger, it doesn't snap. It just kind of rolls. It just kind of pushes. And you're like, man. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's smooth. That's not bad at all. And the PDW is extremely reminiscent of that sort of rolling recoil, especially yeah. in 76239. When you when you pull the trigger, like a Mark 18, is pretty actually medieval in recoil. Yeah, you're yeah. like, dude, the barrel's shorter. Why is the it's recoil worse? Mm-hmm. And it's a byproduct of intricate gas system yeah. technical details, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, to make them reliable, you got to overgas them a little bit, stuff yeah, like that. Keep them running. And we did not with this gun. So they are okay. incredibly controllable, very reliably, very robust. Yeah, and they stay on target too. There's yeah. not even there's yeah, no they real rise move, or anything, dude, it's man. Awesome. It's it's cool. You got to shoot it to believe it. So Yeah, you really do, man. Yeah, so come on down, shoot it yeah. today. We'll make it happen. Cool. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Uh, That's right. (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll be back. All right. All right, we're back with Independence Indoor Shooting's Range Minded Podcast. Steve is busy schmoozing with everybody, uh, but that's okay. We're sitting with uh, the woman, the myth, the legend herself, the honey badger, <laughs> Jessica Ferris. I don't don't piss her off. No, you sure sure shouldn't. But uh, we're live at the uh, expo at Independence Indoor Shooting. I just pissed her off. Look, she's yeah, mad she's mad at me no, now. No, no, no. Uh, Jessica, you put this whole thing on, man. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty um, awesome. How many people were willing to you know come in and how many people you know are excited to be here and just come in and say yes i want to be here i want to be at independence indoor shooting um when we first put it out the list out there leroy was calling and making contacts yeah. and then we had a few responses and then i started putting it out on social media and then it just blew up and then i was like i'm not sure if we're gonna have enough space for everybody but <laughs> no, it I seems like i think it's, it's going, awesome yeah going really well and yeah. all of our vendors are excited we have guns here to demo we have different holsters they can try on um we have class you know some classes that are happening with the academy that they can take and you can put in for a free class um we have one of the guys here andrew who was on the podcast just recently yeah he was uh a couple weeks ago he had a failed state as his book we had him on fantastic person to have on so uh, he'll probably come by and say hi too i so. hope so i haven't met him yet yeah i want to um, talk to him <laughs> well and jessica you are uh, in addition to the awesome event you know coordinator putting this whole thing on you are the academy director yes and um we're gonna have you on with a full podcast, but I just wanted to have you on and say thank you for uh, having us, uh, giving us some space here and letting us broadcast from here. So absolutely, anytime. Yeah, and uh, if you have any questions about um, you know classes or education or whatever, Jessica's the woman to talk to. So yeah, she's awesome. We kind of like her. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> just so, a little bit. And then you've got the uh, independent woman here too, because you're the uh, one half of that as well, right? Yes, absolutely. They're front and center, meet and greet everybody. Come down, see them. We got some shirts made for them. And nice. Awesome. Trying to get more ladies involved. In in our shooting club and just being part of how how the women are coming into the firearm industry like crazy and, and blooming it up and so yeah. hopefully independent women will be up front getting everybody involved yeah. So. yeah it's an easy way to do it and you got you and Sarah really knocked that class out or and uh, twice a week Mondays and Thursdays right yes yeah so why do you think that is why do you think uh, you know that now is when a lot of women are coming in to, to start shooting and start learning about the sport of shooting honestly I think it's just being more known where before just known as kind of a, a male industry with females here and there but now with social media making it easier and then being able to acknowledge how awesome all these women are coming in and whether they're being sponsored or just using it for self-defense competitions um, it's there's so many different areas that you can venture to and I think women are just you know making it now a hobby and then you know yeah. another woman does it and then you know this mom does it and this mom starts doing it and it just starts to get out there and that's how our clubs kind of developed is from one person wanting to do it and then starting to talk about it and now we got over 80 ladies in the Holy independent cow. women that's awesome well and like i said you and sarah make a uh, make it a phenomenal environment and um you know it's nothing but positivity so as rsoing it you, i get to see that every time every week so uh, but anyway we'll let you get back to what you're doing i know you're running around making things happen being the honey badger not giving a damn <laughs> So I, you guys are crazy. Never I love thought it. I would get back to you, but here we are. I'm glad you like it. Absolutely, so. you guys crack me. I finally watched the YouTube video, and I just was cracking myself up over it. <laughs> you hadn't seen it before. No. So at first I didn't know what you guys were talking about, and then I watched the YouTube, and I was in my bedroom just laughing, and my husband's like, "What are you laughing at?" I'm like, did you, you gotta show, listen to did me. He, did he agree? Yeah, 
yeah, he was like, this is you. This is your idol. So. <laughs> See, your spirit animal is a honey badger. Exactly. So. All right, well, thank you, Jessica. We'll have to have you on a couple of weeks when your schedule allows you. Yeah. Just, you're, yes. Because you've got like 17 jobs in addition to this, and <laughs> you don't stop, man. So. All right, thanks, guys. So, thank no, you thank very you. much. Woo. All right, we're back uh, at the uh, Range Minded Expo. Or, no. Expo. Expo well, we're back. At, yeah, we're back at the Expo at Independence Indoor Shooting, but we are the range-minded podcast. So, <laughs> uh, my name is Mark Long, joined by Steve Zimmerman, and we are also joined by two uh, competition shooters, Jeff and Chris. Say hi, guys. How we're doing? Hello. Um, you guys uh, are sponsored uh, shooters in the whole works. You really compete in everything, right? We are. <laughs> yeah, our main sponsor is Taxol. Yeah. And we're also sponsored by Independent Shooting. Yeah. Hunters HD Gold, um, Hawk Tech, Last Stand. Yeah, we just, <laughs> yeah, just got to look at your guys' shirts and everything, right? Yeah. So. We, we have a few. Yeah. Yeah. How did, tell me about how you guys got into competition shooting, because um, that's something that a lot of people, I think, want to get into or at least give a, give a whirl and... Uh, and uh, learn more about. Well, you have to start by loving shooting. Okay, check. That's done. <laughs> um, and then you have to spend some money on some good equipment. Sure. And just dedicate some time to practice because it's all about practice. Yeah. Um, a lot of trigger time and a lot of bullets. And You know, the, uh, the big thing is you really have to have confidence in a product. Uh-huh. Uh, you have to be, uh, oh, I don't know, I guess able to uh, spend a lot of time with with one certain brand. Sure. Uh, you know, whether it be ammunition, whether it be firearms, whether it be hearing and eye protection, uh, the the more you uh, you wear a certain product that's seen throughout the shooting community sure yeah and eventually the manufacturer sees you <laughs> and says hey uh you want to do this yeah uh and sometimes it's a matter of uh approaching people oh really you know saying hey i really like your product uh-huh could we maybe work together so it goes so both it's ways a, it's a dual-edged sword sure sure um and what kind of competitions do you guys usually do we uh, we primarily shoot rimfire okay. as our uh, main competition. So either uh, steel challenge or uh, rimfire challenge. Okay. Uh, we also delve into uh, like USPSA. Okay. Uh, I do some black powder. I do some rimfire silhouette. So there's there's a lot of it out there. Yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast before about how uh, the firearms world is so broad and there's so many different avenues down which you can go. Um, and and even in just the competition, you just pick you know as opposed to like hunting or self defense or whatever, you pick competition. There's two gun, there's three gun, there's rimfire, right. there's right. USPSA, there's IDPA. I mean, there's so many there's different an endless amount of shooting you can do if you want to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's even cowboy right. stuff or and, you know Western. and the amount of. Uh, uh, disciplines you get into, yeah, basically based on your pocketbook. Oh, yeah, that you makes know, sense. Uh, every every discipline is going to require a different firearm or multiple firearms. Sure. So it's uh, it's it, I equate it kind of like golf, but more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because uh, ammunition probably adds up a little bit more than golf balls, I guess, depending on how much you shoot. So. Right. And we were talking to Jessica earlier, and last year between the two of us, we went through about forty thousand rounds. Man, of that's rimfire. Crazy. So. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just order that by the brick, I guess, or by the pallet. We order by the case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Multiple cases at a time. Yeah, yeah. Cause, and so do you use the same ammo you practice with them that you compete with, obviously? Or is we that, do. yeah. Yeah, so we try to be consistent with everything we do. 
we try to use the same ammunition, so we're used to it. We use the same firearm, right. um, the same sights across multiple platforms, so we use the Seymour sight on our pistol and our rifle, so we're looking through the same dot. Right. Um, the more consistent it, yeah. you are, the, the better you can be, because it's the less you have to think about. Right, right, yeah. It's a, You just pick it up and go and, and right. rely more on that muscle memory and all that kind of stuff. So exactly. One thing that's been kind of handy for us this year... Uh, we got involved with the uh, the rimfire matches over the winter here at Independence. Oh, yeah, we started the rimfire challenges. Yeah, right. And uh, normally we're out of the, we're out of the competition game for rimfire over the winter months. Oh, really? And that has really helped with keeping us. Uh, primed with the with the yeah. rimfire weapons over yeah. the winter yeah so for sure. i shot my first rimfire challenge last night and it wasn't near the shock as what it normally is the first time <laughs> you go out through the year yeah you guys are a little more uh or a little less rusty than yeah, yeah there's a lot less rust cool man yeah um what uh, what kind of uh, drills do you guys put yourself through when you do practice? I mean, all competitions aside, whether they're here or uh, or re- you know. So we do elsewhere. we do a lot of practicing, and we do um, start flag to first shot mm-hmm. to the start plate. We do those over and over again. Uh, a lot of um, two two shot. Um, drills and three shot drills and then we do the like steel challenges five targets so then uh-huh. you go through the whole thing um so you really break it down into yeah you have to break it down in into individual sections sure. of, of the stage so that's i mean it's just repetition muscle memory sure because how many rounds do you go through? i mean you said forty thousand rounds in a year but how many do you usually go through in one kind of practice session at least 500 to 1,000 in one session. practice. Wow, okay. Right. Yeah, that's that's quite a few, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like you said, it's all the repetition. It's all the muscle memory. And rimfire has got to be a little bit easier on your hands that way. You don't get as fatigued, maybe. You would think, but the competition, the, uh, everything we do for rimfire is a timed event. Okay. So it's the lowest time is what wins. Okay. Uh, we actually have uh, several current world champions, multiple world champions that live here in the Valley. Okay, uh, awesome. And, like, Chris and I, between us and their times, you're looking at a matter of seconds, sometimes tenths of a second. Really? Is what makes the difference in a match. Man. That's that's crazy. I mean, just, and, and to see, I mean, even just to see how fast you guys shoot is, is insane, you know, so. Right. How did you, uh, how did you guys uh, each get into the competition, the world? I think I started first, and I was in it about a year ahead of Jeff. Okay. Um, and he started coming to the competitions, and, and we kind of became friends, and I corrupted him into the tactical solutions gear, and <laughs> then he had to have that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just been an evolving thing. Every year we get more sponsors, and every year we learn more, and it's there's never an end to getting better and learning and meeting new people and expanding the horizons and then we've also been trying to help some younger shooters get into the sport yeah that's a big that's definitely a big thing um and let's talk about that for a little bit um you know if if you have younger kids or something who wants to get into this into the sport of shooting what do you guys recommend how do you recommend starting with that um, just showing up to the range, that's the first thing. You just yeah. show up to a match, and there's plenty of people that can help them. 
Um, everybody's more than willing to help out young shooters. All they have to do is just show up and be eager to learn. And there's a lot of people that will help them. And that's that's one thing I love about the gun community is, is you know, I've hung out a couple times at USPSA matches. I've shot a couple of them and. It, if you don't have something, there's all like you're saying. There's always somebody's like, here, shoot mine, or, or here's some ammo, or whatever. There's always somebody willing to help, and that's what I love about the gun community, especially the competitive community. It's not like any other competitive sport where they're like, no, tough shit, that's not yours, you can't have it. Right. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, I think it's awesome. Well, we met a uh, we met a couple from Mississippi two years ago now at the uh, Northwest Rimfire Championship in Parma. In Parma, yeah. And when they got here, their weapons didn't arrive. And they had multiple people saying, don't worry about it. We've yeah. all got spares. You're going to shoot. Yeah, you know, I think that's We've fantastic. got ammo. We've got bullets or guns. We've got uh, extra carts. We, whatever you need, we've got it. Yeah, that's you fantastic. That's, that's what's awesome. So, you need to get shooting, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> I need to get into some competitions or whatever. Well, so. Kind of going back to the young people, too. They're, they're the future of the sport. Yeah, yeah 100%. If, if you can get the young people involved in it, and the rimfire stuff we do is uh, real heavy into the youth. Uh, tactical solutions and various other manufacturers out there, that's their primary focus is to get the youth involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Chris and I have helped. Uh, we've been kind of mentoring a young shooter from uh, Weezer for the last couple of years. Uh, he's kind of turned to basketball this winter, but uh, we'll get him back out there again. This <laughs> yeah, like I figured out. Like you said, I mean, as as winter kind of you know comes into the valley or whatever, you probably have a harder time trying to find competitions or and because you mainly shoot outdoors, obviously, right? And all the competitions right. are mainly well, outdoors. Until now, with independence shooting indoors. I yeah. mean, that's huge because getting trigger time in the cold winter months is is giant mm-hmm. to keep, keep the rust off and keep keep the skills honed and everything. Sure, sure. And, you know, walk, walk me through a little bit about what an average, uh, and I'm sure that they're very different depending, but what an average maybe, you know, rimfire competition is that you guys run. You know, is there, is there different, like, you know, heats and rounds? Um, you know, what kind of stages do they set up? Um, so there's there's two things we're talking about. You have steel challenge and you have rimfire challenge. They're two completely different sports. Sure. Uh, rimfire challenge is a rifle and pistol. In okay. The, and you have stages for pistol, stages for rifle. And there's usually between 8 and 14 stages, depending on how big the match is. Oh, wow. So it could be a one-day event. It could be a two- or three-day event. Okay. Um, And then Steel Challenge, there's a total of eight stages. Mm -hmm. And you shoot each stage five times, and you, you get to throw away the bad one. Okay, so it's the best. So you, to, yeah. get, you get a throwaway like a mulligan. Sure, sure. It's the best, best four out of the five. Best four. Um, in Napa, we shoot four stages a week. Okay. And because there's not time to do all eight in one night. Right. So you do four one week, and then you do the next four the following week. So within two weeks, you have all eight stages. Cool. So one of the bigger differences between uh, Steel Challenge. Uh, and it's two different organizations. Steel Challenge is actually governed by USPSA. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, they took them over a couple years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, Rimfire Challenge is governed by the Rimfire Challenge Shooting Association, and their board of directors is scattered across the United States. Uh, big difference between shooting the two, the, uh, the Steel Challenge is eight static stages. 
rimfire challenge, you'll probably never shoot the same, uh, same stage twice. Okay. And your stages will vary from uh, five targets to seven targets. Uh, also, you're, you're limited to your 11-round uh, magazine capacity plus one Barney round for rimfire challenge. Steel challenge, if you're required to reload, you can. Not advised because you'll never make time. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, how does somebody kind of get into that just by coming to watch a match and, and starting that way? Or yeah, yeah, you, you show up to the range. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, the steel challenge uh, dates are posted. Uh, we shoot steel challenge at uh, Nampa. We shoot steel challenge at Parma. Yeah. Uh, so there's different availabilities. Like the USPSA, we shoot three different ranges across the valley. Uh-huh. Uh, so you just show up at a match. You kind of walk around with eyes and ears protection, of course. Naturally, yeah. And just kind of take a look and see what everybody's doing. Talk to them. Uh, if you're uh, adventurous, you can show up with guns, and we'll get you started right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, normally, there's enough people that are experienced that we can put a new shooter with and have them kind of follow along, and they'll kind of sure. learn the game as they go. Yeah, because I think that's one of the big things, um, the big hurdles that people maybe to get into competitions uh, that they need to jump over is, oh, well, I don't know anything about competitions. I mean, do I just go and, and watch, or do I have to come prepared or whatever? And I, and I think that knowing that you can just come and check it out and watch and talk to people, I think, really lowers that barrier um, right. and would get a lot more right. people to come in. So that's, a, that's definitely a good thing to know. We've got a good example of that walking around here. There's a... Uh, uh, a retired National Guard couple oh, really? that shoots in here pretty regular. Sure. And uh, they came out to see one of our Steel Challenge matches last summer uh -huh. and uh, talked to him for quite a bit. And uh, now they've got guns on order. They've been <laughs> shooting the winter matches with us. Yeah, they're ready to uh, rock and roll. They're ordering all kinds of uh, parts and components and this and that. And yeah, yeah. So well, it's very addictive. Yeah, and like you said, um, you know, with Independence Indoor Shooting, I mean, the competitions that we run here, we have Rimfire, we have Steel Challenge, we have, um, you know, other competitions. Um, and I think that, that helps people kind of dip their toes into the world of competition, too. So. You bet. Um, so you also said that in addition to Rimfire and Steel Challenge, you shoot USPSA. Yes. Um, is there a lot of crossover with the skills between the two, or is it kind of two different, between Rimfire and Centerfire, or is it kind of a night and day difference? It's really two completely different disciplines. Sure. Uh, steel challenge and rimfire challenge, you're static in a box. Sure. Uh, where USPSA is a very fluid competition. A lot more dynamic. It's, uh, it's, a, it's all based on movement and accuracy. Uh-huh. Yeah, Chris, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that there is a, a crossover, though, because the skills are transferable. So a lot of people practice USPSA by shooting steel challenge because you sure. Faster transitions, and you, it's just more practice, more trigger time yeah. for the accuracy side. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, I imagine the basics have to be the same with trigger press and con breath control and stance and grip right. and all that kind of stuff. So exactly. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, and then, you yeah. know, with Pe people also can't be afraid to take a class. There's sure, a lot 100%. of good instructors out there, and. Uh, uh, we periodically have uh, nationally known or world-renowned, I guess, uh, 
uh, shooters come in and put classes on here in the valley. Yeah. And keep their eyes open, and it's well worth the money. Yeah, for sure. So one thing we haven't said, though, that Steel Challenge is not just rimfire. Steel Challenge can be any firearm. Oh, okay. Very any, cool. You can shoot 9mm, you can shoot 45, you can shoot open sights, you can shoot a PCC, red dot, yeah. so you usually, can shoot a PCC rifle. That'd be cool, yeah. Um, there, so there's a lot of options with Steel Challenge on the weapon you that you choose to shoot. Yeah, because uh, you guys mentioned about you know having to get a lot of gear to to, to start um, but really i mean uh, you know if you have a firearm or two usually you can find a competition where you can run that gun sure and get started too you know um you know i've got a cz scorpion that I'd, i think it'd be kind of fun to take on a challenge right like all a, you have to do challenge. is have enough magazines to complete five stages sure I, sure i started with an m9 beretta yeah, yeah. And so whatever you start with, and then you can, and really you learn by doing, and you can learn. Okay, this is this is really what I like to do, or maybe I want to try some a different variation of this, or you know, um, and that, that's probably how you guys ended up, you know, what you were doing. So right, yeah. So well, thank you very much, guys, for your time. Appreciate All right, it. Thank you. Um, how do we uh, follow you guys? Uh, follow you on Facebook, or uh, you you can follow us. Well, you can follow me on uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Cool. Uh, Jeff Packer, competitive shooter. Nice. And Chris Wurzak competitive shooter awesome yeah we'll make sure we link that to you uh, so we can uh, if anybody's interested they can they can get a hold of you so sure the other way you can get a hold of me is at the idaho military museum oh okay uh, i happen to be the director of the museum there for a real job oh there you go yeah uh, gotta, so gotta have a day I, job i yeah. never get too far away from guns yeah. only only there they're a little bit bigger oh yeah <laughs> for sure well yeah we'll have to come by and check that out uh, i haven't been to the military museum yet so that'd be fun to do uh, maybe do a podcast from there and uh, see all you, all the cool stuff you have there so oh well, that'd be great yeah so all right well thanks guys take care all thank right, you thank you bye back again back again with the range-minded podcast and now we are joined by Justin from Right On Optics. Yay! It's How's it very going, sir? To be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by. Um, let's bring this mic a little bit closer to you. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Don't be afraid of it. I, yeah. It's my new friend. Yeah. There we go. Um, don't get too close. I mean, because it's, to. it's been other people's <laughs> friends too. I'm sure. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, it's kind of like Steve. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Ooh. But especially with that goatee, though, right? Oh, hey, what's that. wrong with my goat? Yeah. Give us something to hold on to. Yeah. Well, okay, we will stop there. <laughs> uh, but we've got some toys to play with today. Yeah, um, what'd you bring? So tell us what you brought. All right. So we at SHOT Show just introduced two new optics for this year. So for the AR lover out there, we have a 1 to 8 first focal plane with a 34 millimeter tube. Uh, Japanese EDHG glass with a reticle that was designed by Navy SEAL Charlie Melton. Oh, wow. Very cool. It is pretty bloody slick. Um, then we We're also step have... it up a little bit here. Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, this big mamma jamma. If you can't shoot the bear, you can beat the bear to death with this scope. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, this is a 4 to 32 magnification, 34 millimeter tube, 56 objective, illuminated Christmas tree reticle. Uh, done in 110 mil. This is the Haas. In fact, uh, next month uh, we're going to see some world record shots being done by Charlie Melton using awesome. this scope. Wow. Yeah. So that's some serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely. Again, uh, all of our optics we were using uh, either HD or EDHD Japanese glass. Uh, our high end, you know, we're using again the, the ED uh, as well as an argon purge versus the rest of them, which is nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yeah. Sure. 
And uh, talk a little bit about you know how the, the difference in, in quality in glass makes a difference in, in the quality of the scope, if you could. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, the, the old marketing saying: if you can't see it, can't shoot it. You know, yeah. so glass clarity is going to be absolute paramount. Um, obviously, the Germans. They own it. Uh, your Schmidt and Benders, your Steiners, sure. you know, uh, the best of the best, truly. Uh, so we went with the Japanese, which is the higher end uh, of that affordable market. Um, it's not the Ferrari, but, you know, by all means, they're going to have fun with it. It's sure. not the Ford Escort either. Exactly, yeah. yeah exactly, yeah. We, we leave that to other people. Yeah. That, <laughs> that position is taken. Yeah. <laughs> it has been taken. Uh, so with this, what we're looking for is absolute clarity, field of view. So, you, you know, not that you can see just one deer, but you can see the whole field, you know. So uh, uh, you also want to know, is it the hunter playing with the antlers, too? Yeah. So that clarity is... is <laughs> kind of a big deal. That's yeah, important. Super, super yeah. important, yeah. Um, of the stuff I've played with over the years, I've been shooting competition since I was 16. Oh, wow. And uh, I've looked through just about everything. Yes, there's brands I still really love and rely on. But I've never seen anything for the dollar as clear as this. Um, and that's, I, I think that's been an, a real big thing for us as right on, you know, is that, you know, that glass clarity and that field of view has been, um, well, extreme, you know. Yeah, well, and, and everybody knows, I think, in the gun world that just because something might be the most expensive might not mean yeah, it's it not the best the value. Best. Yeah. And I think you guys really hit that where you get a lot of bang for your buck. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, you're able to do what you need to do and not break the bank to do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, if, when, when we, well, we're still dealing with this. We, we tell people price points. Yeah. Well, you're made in China. Nope, made in Japan. <laughs> you know, I mean, the 4 to 32, where you're the most inexpensive in that category at sure. MSRP is fourteen sixty nine. Yeah, which is a good deal. That's yeah, a great deal, yeah. Closest, closest competitor is about $3,500. Yeah. yeah. Well, know. and you guys don't just do scopes either. You do uh, red dots too, right? Yeah, yeah. We do have a small collection of red dots and magnifier, binoculars. Uh, later into the year, we'll be coming out with a couple more little goodies. I don't want to spoil it all. Sure, sure. Because I want to come back and visit and showcase yeah. it. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, but yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just in segue into the next there. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. We do have red dots, two uh, MOA uh, red dot. Uh, again, using Japanese HD glass. Yeah. Um, with a warranty on all of our product, and we even cover the electronics on this. Is uh, um, we do the same thing as a lot of those other brands. We've, you know, if you break it, we take care of it transferable yes that that's good too sure what we don't do is we don't do refurb and we don't do repair we do a little different we get you a brand new one in 48 hours oh wow 48 we hours we believe in the product to actually work that that's stuff awesome happen? yeah stuff happens but that's why the warranty is there yeah yeah that's great um, so you guys do, uh, I think, binoculars and stuff too, right? What, uh, yep. what else do you guys do um, in terms of those? Uh, right now we have a 10 to 42 bino. Uh, we should be coming out with some other stuff a little bit later into the year since you had to spoil that one for me. Uh, <laughs> That's what we're all about here, trying to find out the latest and greatest. Spoiler. Yeah, for everybody else. Lord. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, and again, that's using the AD, uh, EDHD Japanese glass. Super compact for what they are. The clarity on their binos is mind-blowing. It's, 
I don't want to say the other brand, but it's comparable to some of those Germans. Yeah, sure, sure. And, yeah. and the thing is, is too, you know, we're talking about clarity. That makes a huge difference. If you're if you're a hunter that that stalks and spots, yeah, you like you're saying, you need to see what's going on. You need to see the terrain. You need to see where they're where they're bedding down. You you got to be able to identify what you're going after. Yeah, and yeah. and it's awesome that you have a product that that meets that criteria, but it's not taking a huge chunk out of your pocketbook. We kind of feel, especially like in my my side of things, where you know I, I do tons of training. In fact, uh, next or not next month, but uh, upcoming, I'm doing a class with Rob Pinkus and another one with Charlie Melton. Right on. Knowledge is power. Right. Hundred um, percent. And you should have good equipment mm-hmm. and good training. And if you invest heavily into your equipment equipment and you don't have good training sucks to be you yeah yeah you know and the other way around so what we at right on believe is like we want to make sure that you get a little bit of everything with that buck yeah for sure so yeah without a doubt Um, So if somebody's never kind of gotten into scopes before, what do you think that you need to look at, um, you know, when you're trying to buy your first scope? I think uh, the first thing is trying to decide what type of math you want to use. Yeah. you know, it's commonplace of like, oh, mills or MOA. You know, do you want to run, you know, the, the quarter MOA or tenth mill? Once you've decided that, then you kind of start playing with, with that. But really, it's, it's uh, you know, construction of the scope, the durability, um, and obviously the glass. It's that yeah. clarity, you know, because, again, you can't see it, you can't shoot it. What's the point of owning it? There's plenty of stuff out there. There's lots of options. But you want to make sure that you're going to be able to see through it clear and uh, light emissions a big deal so you know as it starts getting dusk what have you you still have great light transmission sure yeah awesome uh well i think that's about uh wraps it up for yeah for right i'm gonna try to be so, quick here so yeah, yeah well, they're kicking it. me out i see how it is <laughs> so if somebody wants to get a hold of right on where can you guys got a facebook page instagram we got all that stuff We're, we are all over the shop yeah right no without a doubt we do have a facebook uh right on r-i-t-o-n uh, the website rightonoptics.com you can definitely go through there and obviously there's plenty of places such as Independence yeah, yeah you know, we, we got a like, few here yeah, you, got a a, you got a few you need a few more though <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy to talk to over here yeah, yeah. so we can always use some more anyway so. that's right right <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you can find us anywhere and uh, uh, take a look, uh, especially for next month when we start breaking some records. Yeah, that'll wow, be cool. To looking see. forward to seeing it. Oh yeah, yeah, thank same here. All right, yeah. thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. No, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are joined by uh, Terry from uh, Ultimate Hybrid Holster, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, now I think we've had Nick Hoffer on. We've talked with him a little yes. bit, but um, Nick is my partner. Awesome! So you can tell us all about this uh, Ultimate Hybrid holster. We'll just jump right in. Let's talk about. All it. right. So uh, our holster basically integrates two uh, unique manufacturing processes. One being the Kydex shell. See it? There it is. Look at that. Uh, the other one being a memory foam backer. So we've taken two manufacturing processes, brought them together to make this hybrid holster. And the thing that makes us unique uh, against everybody else is uh, number one, this shell holds over 200 handguns. One holster, no shell change, no hardware change, um, no tools, basically one shell. And the way it works, uh, it's designed to be worn on the body. So this backer is memory foam with spacer mesh, which is a wicking material, and 600 denier cordura. It's all laminated together and then bound for a clean uh, edge. So nothing's going to fray, it's not going to come nope, apart. Nope, that's you. why yeah, we bind it. Clean. So it's, it's clean, it looks neat, there's no abrasive part against your body, no rough edges. Um, 
and yeah, you can see the finish work is bound to the front side, so nothing touching the body is abrasive. Nice. So that memory foam rides against the body. Body pushes the memory foam, which activates the gun up against the shell. So any looseness you'll feel by just holding it in your hand all goes away when Taking you put it up. on the body. And so we can get away, we can go from the Glock, if it's all the Glocks, all the Springfields, all the, most of the SIGs, most of the Rugers, uh, very short list of what it doesn't fit. So. How about Walters? Uh, if it's the Walters, most of the Walters. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> uh, if it's uh, most of the HKs, I mean, like I said, a really short list. Won't fit the micro pistols, uh, like the SIG 238, 938, Kimber sure. Micro. Uh, but anything subcompact and larger, it tends to fit Takes everything. Care. Yeah. Yep. How did so you... we have, uh, sorry. Oh, no, uh, I was just going to say, how did you go about figuring out the Kydex shell to fit that many different... So uh... I partnered with Nick uh, when I was an executive at Crossfire Shooting Gear, and we okay. developed a product a lot like this uh, for them which is to date their best seller. Okay. So uh, ended up getting laid off. So Nick and I partnered and uh, went back to the drawing board and Nick is really kind of the brain behind the shell. You know, we took these two unique processes, brought them together and uh, figured out how to open up that sight channel, allow for multiple handguns without losing functionality because a lot of universal holsters guns swim in it yeah sure. so they're loose once you put this on the body it takes all that away so uh, but it's still uh, like on the smaller guns gives you full access to a firing grip which a lot of universes don't do yeah. because you're gripping it with fingers trying to readjust yeah this one with the glock 42 perfect firing grip on it out of the holster awesome well it looks like you got a couple different sizes I too yeah too so here. no they're all the same Style. size yeah. so the, the the unique thing is shell and backer are all the same on all of our holsters but we have five different mounting options so we have have two wow. outside the waistband, one with speed clips, which uh, if you're a paddle holster fan and you know that you have to disrobe to get them off and on. Nightmare. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, this is quick and easy. These are what we call speed clips. They clip over the belt, and so it's really easy to pop off and, and put back on. So nice. ease of use. So we have uh, two outside the waistband, three inside the waistband. Inside the waistband. And everything is, uh, the shells and backers exactly the same, uh, just the mounting hardware that changes. Right on. That's awesome. And uh, what's uh, the price point that we're looking at? Uh, so uh, I was just telling customers the price just went up because of some of the tariffs. Um, sure. So, uh, but retail price is fifty-five and sixty-five. That's great. And then map is around fifty bucks. So, which is definitely a full. If you've done a lot of shopping for holsters, you know that's affordable. Yeah, that is a yes. damn good price. Yeah, especially if you can fit. If you have multiple guns that you want to fit in there, maybe you have a full size and a compact or something. Absolutely. Um, you know, or you do different kinds of shooting. Maybe. Some competition shooting or something and then you want a concealed carry or whatever you can use the same thing or especially um you know somebody maybe new to concealed carry or new to holster wearing a holster yeah doesn't know what they want this is a perfect fit this is also a perfect fit for retailers because we all know in a retail place where you've got two aisles of holsters customers yeah. walk in and they go they don't know where yeah, they're start. overwhelmed and yeah, so exactly. with this if it's a niche um that uh retailers can carry less product and cover more of a handgun market so yeah. uh, we really kind of catered to that when we developed this as well as the uh, the intro to even um, expert shooters we have um uh, 125 undercover DHS agents wearing this holster, uh, the inside the waistband. Pretty one. incredible, yeah. Uh, and then I just demoed for the Canyon County Sheriff's Office two weeks ago, and there's about uh, 10 to 15 deputies that are uh, buying the holster for off duty. And then I'm doing a range day, or their calls with them on Wednesday nice. uh, to kind of further demo the holster. That's and great. So we're getting some traction with some of the uh, federal agencies. And well, it makes sense because they're drastically reducing costs when they can. Uh, absolutely, when you can go weapon to weapon, especially undercover agents, don't always run the 
same weapon. Right. So uh, if they're running multiple weapons from small to large, or you're going uh, cross agency where not everybody runs the same gun, it, it's a really good fit. Yeah. Yeah, and that memory foam probably adds a world. That of memory foam, and, and this is what I know. I'm a concealed instructor, and I know that most people won't carry because of the discomfort. Yeah, sure. Uh, and so if you can mitigate that with uh, something that works. Um, and that's why we, we developed the memory foam um, laminate that we did, uh, because it, it's comfortable, which means more people are more likely to do it more often. Right. Sure. One thing I was thinking, you know, and I already know the answer, but <laughs> there's might be some some shooters out there saying, oh, man, that material is going to, I'm going to sweat in it. It's going to stink after a while. Tell, tell them the answer. So uh, it is washable. <laughs> um, so you take the... the steel hardware off and you can actually hand wash this air dry it yeah. and it uh, it's not like your typical foams that are open cell where they uh, they deteriorate over time you know how sure. they crumble apart yeah this is like more like neoprene so it's resilient it lasts uh, it'll eventually mold to the gun you put in it and then nice. pop back out if you change weapons so it's a very resilient material and where we laminate it all together it's almost synergistic in its strength because you take three layers, like braiding a rope, right? Right. You put three layers together, it's durable. Yeah. 600 denier is about as tough as you can go and be durable without like really being abrasive against your gun. So it's got all the qualities of a, a, awesome. of a great conceal holster. Well, I think it's a fantastic product. Yeah. Um, and then as far as positioning, uh, anywhere really strong side hip is um, the main So one right or? now we only have right-handed, so you can go anywhere from appendix mm-hmm. about you, 1 o'clock, you know, noon, Oh, you can wear appendix, yeah. Uh, to about 4 o'clock. Once you go four o'clock um, you have to go with the left-handed holster right. to get the right can right um, and, and we're currently developing left hand uh, micro size j-frame revolver and uh, 1911 oh and once wow. we do that That's we'll good, have, I have basically, a little j-frame i need to carry so. yeah and i've got a uh, kimber micro and i okay. love it i don't carry it because we don't make the holster right. for it so yeah i'm a lefty and uh yeah i had a conversation with nick and nick goes you guys are the most picky people who don't know what they want and blah 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 <laughs> and i'm like you know what yeah, we're special. We're, we're guilty. Well, you know, it's funny because we launched our business on a pre-sale. Uh-huh. And uh, we tried to do a pre-sale on lefties because so many people were complaining about it. We <laughs> sold one. Jeez. And so I'm like, you know, the tooling costs to, to just hit a, a, a smaller thing. market. Yeah, but I mean, but we will get there. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, so Scott just asked a question, Scott Gisby. What hold, what uh, what company is it? Ultimate Hybrid Holster. Ultimate Hybrid. So check them out. And we're in Meridian, Idaho, so we're a local company. Which is Um, awesome. Yeah, we love to be local. There's a lot of good folks around here. Uh, We're all friends in the industry. Yeah. And uh, so it's great working with other people in the industry and being here in Idaho. Greatest state in the nation. Hell yeah. You guys are at uh, ultimatehybridholsters.com or? Uh, Ultimatehybridtech, T-E-C-H.com. Ultimatehybridtech.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram and all that too. Instagram. Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, and then our website. Right on. So. Awesome. Well, yeah, when you get a lefty one out, let me know. We'll demo we'll do. it. We'll yeah, do. Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll hit the website first when we introduce new products. So we, uh, three months ago, four months ago, introduced the OWB stuff and cool. another IWB. So we're constantly adding to the thing. We're, we're working with... Uh, Ulti-Clip right now on a new uh, clip system for nice. beltless carry awesome. that also works on the belt. Yeah. So uh, we're developing new products all the time. That's yeah, awesome. We've talked a bit about those Ulti-Clips. Those things are kind of a game changer. and uh, They are, especially for ladies that don't uh, ladies don't like to wear belts. I mean, yeah. that's a common tale. Sure. So it, it, it adds a new dimension for beltless carry. Yeah, well, or if you want to carry and you're maybe uh, athleisure or something like that. Or you know, like a lot of guys, really... I'm like, can I wear them with my shorts, my cargo shorts without a belt? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> hey, Terry, awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, you bet. Thank 
Thank you. Great, great to be here. And uh, you guys' yeah. time. Thanks. Right Thanks, on. guys. <laughs> okay. We're back again on the Range Minded Podcast live at if the If you Expo. haven't got enough of, enough of us yet. Yeah, really. You can, uh, you'll can. you be able to catch all of us uh, all so, in one shot. And then, but um, we have a guest again. We have another special guest. This is Stacy from Primary Weapon Systems, uh, one of the biggest deals in AR-15 manufacturing right now, I would say. Biggest deal. All right. You Man, like nice right? intro. Absolutely. Yeah. And hey, everybody. A company. Yeah. <laughs> we are made in Boise, Idaho. A local Hope company. everybody's having a good day so far. And uh, fire away, guys. What you what you got for me, question wise? Well, well, what do we got for you, us? You, you want me to give the spiel? Well, yeah, the, yeah. Let's the start, spiel. Start with the, sh- okay. the spiel first. Here's, here's the spiel. <laughs> so, so what does everybody love about the uh, AR-15? It's uh, customizable. Uh, it's standard, pretty much the same across the board. Uh, you can go easy to shoot or as easy yep. as you want. Low the, recoil, that, yeah. And that's the, the easy to shoot. The ergonomics, the lightweight. Uh, when they're made with a good barrel, they're inherently accurate. You know, they're right. they're great guns to shoot. What does everybody hate about the AR-15? Maintenance, right? Mate. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, sure. So that's what we've we'll tried. We'll go with that. Yeah. All right, we'll go with that. So we uh, we started as a muzzle device manufacturer. Uh, anybody that owns a SCAR or has yeah. looked at a SCAR will know that there's an FSC-30 on the end of every single light or heavy that you pick up. Uh, uh, FN actually installs that as a 922R compliance item when they bring them into the country. Right on. And as we were developing that muzzle device, we uh, noticed that when you have an AK and an AR side-by-side out in the, the South Idaho desert, one runs for thousands of rounds and the other runs for hundreds right so we thought okay what can we do to combine that into one platform and have uh the same kind of performance from one platform with the reliability and ease of maintenance of the other and this is what we've got so probably can't see it too well because of the camera distance but this is our uh uh, cutaway of our mark one mod one mod two system uh, sorry, Mod 2 system, not Mod 1 system. And a uh, few features you'll notice here. The cross-section of the gun is very minimal for a piston gun. This is a very lightweight, compact gun. That's the first thing you'll usually hear naysayers say about piston ARs. They're is so that, heavy. Uh, they're heavy, yeah. they're less accurate, and they have uh, more points of disassembly and more moving parts. Well, we tried to be the Mythbusters when it comes to that, <laughs> that notion. So this gun has uh, one point of disassembly. Take out the carrier, just like your standard AR. Everything comes out with it. The carrier has an op rod and a piston attached to it. That's where all your the majority of your cleaning's done. The rest of it's just your typical clean your bore and chamber and yes. wipe out your receiver. Uh, every so often, maybe once a year if you're unsuppressed, maybe twice if you're shooting suppressed. You know, we're talking about thousands of rounds a year. Uh, call it 4,000 plus. Uh, you might just run a 40 cal nylon brush through the tube here. That just keeps any kind of clinging carbon broken up. But the way the gas dynamic is, it kind of roils through here. So you really don't have that much buildup. It just kind of blows out of the gun straight down onto the barrel uh, through some progressive vent ports. That's the other thing. The gas is kept in the gun and it expands. What's that good for? Suppressor use. So you put a suppressor on most piston guns, whether it's uh, AR or not, the piston, as soon as it's pressurized, there's a violent expulsion of gas out of a vent. What does that do? It increases your sound signature by one to two dB over a bolt action or a uh, even a standard uh, direct impingement rifle. 
So this gun is a quieter gun to run suppressed than other piston rifles. And it has gas adjustment to accomplish running a suppressor with uh, yeah. without having to drastically tune the gun for it, unless you get down into the really short barrel range, sure. like a seven inch. Seven inch, you need a heavier buffer no matter what. Uh, 11 inch, 16, etc. most time you can just turn it down to the Ingestion lowest port. suppressor setting and you're good to go. Awesome. And uh, so yeah, with the Mod 2, that's kind of the flagship gun. It's got ambidextrous control standard. We've got a right side bolt release, left side magazine release, uh, Talon safety selector standard, Radiant Raptor LT handle standard. Uh, that's the majority of the parts that we don't make on it is the, the control group, fire control group, the uh, selector, and the charging, and the charging handle. handle. The, the receivers, the handguard, the barrel, the piston system, the gas block, the muzzle device, of course, all of that's from PWS. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're really, a, for a small manufacturer, you know, we're, you do a lot. we're 70 plus employees uh, yeah. out of a 62,000 square foot factory, but we, we're very vertically integrated for the size of company we are. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and that's one of the things that start, start, always sticks out to me about PWS, just when you look at it, is the fit and finish is just unmatched. It's funny, I hear that so often, and, you know, we're, yeah. we're around this stuff every day, so, you know, it, if I pick up a, this gun in an LMT or something like that, you know, I guess I'm kind of numb to it that I don't sure. see, I don't see the, the, apparently flashes of brilliance but but i hear it off enough that i i take it as it must be it must be true <laughs> yeah well and the practicality of it too with the ambidextrous control standard i mean because you think i mean lefty and righty aside if you're shooting strong hand or supports you know strong side or support side you know if you're in a situation Absolutely. or something like that to be able to know that you can operate it and you know and no more matter what and more and more trainers actually try to incorporate yeah. uh ambidextrous yeah. Yeah, gun a, handling into a good into class courses. will have you yep you know, switching left and right. So. Absolutely. And yeah. you'll, the first time you do it, you'll choke yourself with the sling. <laughs> <laughs> then, you'll, then you'll start to learn how to manipulate it. Yeah, but being able to do that both hands, I think that's really smart to be able to do that. So Absolutely. Um, and you guys you guys do full rifles. You don't sell parts, right? Uh, we, we do both. I oh, mean, you do parts. Okay. I mean, you, you go from stem to stern on the gun. Uh, you can buy most of these components. The buffer tube, the ratchet lock uh, uh, end plate set, that's kind of a cool item. It's a stake-free installation. There's nice. actually a hardened pin that binds against machine teeth in the in the castle nut that we produce so you just apply your uh, torque with your armorer's wrench and uh, uh, basically you'll place. kind of feel it pass by seven detents and that's it it's locked in place you don't have to worry about it backing off um, the uh, uh, you know, a lot of the parts are proprietary, so we don't offer them as a standalone item. You know, obviously, we don't we don't offer a carrier from PWS. Sure. We do have a sister company that offers a lot of DI components that are that are basically our intellectual property uh, under a different name. That's Bootleg Inc. If you want to check them out, bootleginc.com. If you want a DI handguard, if you want a DI carrier, they do exist. Uh, but uh, as far as what you can get from us, the, uh, the the tube assembly is a big one, but the end plate set, our muzzle devices are very uh, very popular, yep. and and uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of something else. I've, I've got to be missing something here. <laughs> well, I was going to say, so several, you... several muzzle devices. That's probably what I'm thinking of. We've, yeah. we've got muzzle devices for AK 47s, uh, we have muzzle devices for uh, PCC firearms, uh, precision rifles, and uh, you know, on and on. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, why would you want to buy it in parts and build when you can just buy it right off and everything's <laughs> already done taken care of for you? Well, so. well, and there's so many good parts suppliers out there that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to offer all the same items that that a lot of other sources do right uh when you know we kind of want to focus on on the items that we produce that are different and do offer unique advantages in the marketplace yeah 
And uh, you can pick up, uh, get your hands on a PWS rifle here at Independence Indoor Shooting. Absolutely. Um, and, you brought uh, some to demo today, right? Absolutely. Oh, we're awesome. Shooting a suppressed SBR. I think they've got a <laughs> 9mm pistol out there and uh, uh, probably a couple non-NFA uh, length guns as well. Nice. Awesome, man. So, Well, thank you so much, Stacy, for taking some time. You bet. Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, check out Primary Weapons on uh, Facebook, Instagram. We'll link to you guys, too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're real sweet rifles. So. <laughs> All right. So Thanks, man. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yes, we're back again. There we are. Range-minded <laughs> podcast at Independence Indoor Shooting, the uh, the great uh, expo of 2019. Yeah, which man, has been awesome. Been, been blowing up. So we, uh, we're hanging out right in front here, right next to the Maxim Defense booth, and we are actually joined... Um, by what are we doing here? Well, we got some. Stacy forgot something. Oh, we Stacey forgot done. forgot his uh, PWS stand. Yeah, but uh, no, we are joined by a new special guest. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Steve, why don't you do Jeff the intro? with Caracol? There we go. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Glad to be here. Well, tell us about Caracol. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. So Caracol internationally here, has been in the. Put this right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, we gotta gonna, get oh, close. No, yeah, we gotta be professionals here. <laughs> so Caracol has been in the international defense sector since 2006, uh, dealing primarily with military and law enforcement agencies around the world. Got uh, uh, over 100,000 rifles that are currently in military service. Wow. Uh, we just got listed as the uh, a P1 position for the India contract, which is 93,000 of our short stroke wow. uh, piston rifles. So we're wow. really proud of that. We went through the, the, the testing process and the evaluation process on that big army contract. Um, we're fortunate enough to be in the P1 position. Uh, passed all the testing, beat out all of our competition. Wow, that's and, a big deal. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, a huge, a, deal. A very big deal for us, and we're happy to to, to be there. Um, we've expanded the operations uh, out of the parent company, which began in Abu Dhabi in 2006. We now have manufacturing capabilities in the UAE, uh, in Seoul, Germany, uh, through Caracal GmbH. Wow. We now have manufacturing here in the United States with Caracal USA. Uh, we have an, uh, Caracal Brazil operations, Caracal Algeria. We have, I mean, it's we're a worldwide organization that nobody knows so, about. So yeah, so the so the Nacers like they're just a new company. We don't, right. you know, man, they're not that. They're, <laughs> they can't be cool. Well, like, that just that just kind of put the, the kibesh on that point of right. view. Yeah, for so sure. And I, I like to joke all the time. I, I completely understand the fact that we're very new in the U.S. market space oh. and in in a commercial market space in general. Right. And our you know our parent company does everything from pistols to laser guided missile systems you know but all we do in, in the u.s side is light arms so we do pistols and rifles and mm -hmm. sure. some different variations um but so i say you know we're the biggest firearm manufacturer on the planet that nobody knows about <laughs> uh, sounds accurate so it's we're changing that you know this year we're, we're ramping up our commercial presence we have uh about 24 SKUs of product that we're bringing to the u.s commercial market this year pistols are available rifles are available mm -hmm. 300 blackout 556 223 wild some competition awesome. versions of what we do uh, the, the portfolio is ever growing. You know, every 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 step we get further along, we're bringing over more data packages from the parent company and uh, reviewing those for industrialization here. And you know, we have machine pistols, we have bolt guns. Uh, the portfolio is vast, and right. we're just slowly bringing these products into U.S. manufacture. Uh, this year is a big year for us. We're consolidating our operations. Currently, we're here in Boise, uh, as well as our manufacturing operations up in Newington, New Hampshire. Uh, we are consolidating those here in the Treasure Valley. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, we like to hear. That's great Building news. out about uh, 20,000 some odd square feet in Caldwell. Awesome. Uh, so it's, you know, we're really happy to be here. Uh, the Economic Council here and the governor's office has been 
nothing but a joy to work with. It's a great area to do business. And That's one thing we've noticed for sure, and we're very grateful for, is that the Treasure Valley or Western Idaho is is, uh, is like a mecca. That's what we've been referred to as laws, a mecca for firearms. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we're totally cool with that. Yeah, yeah man, man, look at that room it. back there. I mean, there's... There's so much representation just from this valley that's that's in this building today. It's yeah, insane. And, and big players, not, yeah, not just little guys, big players. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So uh, with your entrance into the civilian market yes. um, and maybe locally here, what's been the response with uh, your pistols and rifles and it's stuff? It's been great. It's been very, very good. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, we really haven't done much marketing because we want to make sure that the programs are industrialized, the product is flowing. Yeah. You know, we don't want to build up a bunch of demand without supply. Uh, <laughs> but at this point, our... Our, the need for the product is, is outpacing our marketing awesome. hands down. I get calls daily in our emails daily from dealers around the country that are signing on and placing their orders and getting their deliveries because somebody came into their shop and said, I want a Caracal pistol or I want a rifle. I don't see it on the wall. Can you give me one? So, I mean, we're not even really pushing hard in that marketing until probably the next two months. And we're already... You know, backlogged on orders and shipping out everything we can, and it's uh, it's going very, very well. The reception's awesome. been phenomenal. So, why do you think that the uh, the popularity has exploded so much? Well, I mean, we've been the parent company prior to us doing any manufacturing here has been kind of nurturing this market and feeling it out to see what the commercial looks like. Sure. Uh, so we've been a very big presence at Shot Show and NASGW and NRA. We've been at the shows. You know, there've been we have a cult following, if you will. We have some some very very dedicated supporters, and some of them are very big names in the industry as far yeah. as you know Instagram and. YouTube and so on. Sure. And there's been a lot of guys that have taken it upon themselves and done their own demos and videos and said, listen, guys, this is coming. This thing is awesome. So that's kind of got us a lot of support. And there's a lot of good information on what we do and, you know, what our products are capable of that's available on the Internet for people that are sometimes they stumble upon it, sometimes they seek it out. But, uh, you know, it's... It's been it's been nice to see that uh, that growth of our support without us starting that major campaign that begins this year. Yeah, yeah, kind of a grassroots, yeah, you know, oh, the yeah. product speaking for itself kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what we always say. You know, it's one thing somebody can always ask, what makes this better than that? Better? You know, what makes one thing better than another thing? Sure. And I can give you technical specifications, and I can give you <laughs> test result data, but none of that means anything until you've actually picked up the product, taken it into the range. And shot the shot the weapon system, whether it's a pistol or it's a rifle. When you fire the product, you realize immediately that yeah, this is not the same. It, you feel it. Yeah, yeah, there's something different. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about it. And then it's easy for me then to come in and say, well, you know why it's not twanging like an AR? Or do you know why this happened? Or it's because of this. And I can show him the technical side. Yeah. But explaining things technically doesn't always work. Once, sure. you, once you get the product in somebody's hand, allow them to feel it and experience yeah. it, then the technical stuff makes sense. Because then they have something to tie it to. Oh, that granulated buffer is the reason why all three of my gas settings all feel the same as far as recoil yeah. management. Things like that. If, if I just said, oh, we have a granulated tungsten buffer that allows it, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, whatever. What's granulated? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, it's well, really about awesome. getting the product into the shooter's hands and letting them experience what we do. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get uh, some of those into our hands sooner or later. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I've, shot your, I've shot your handguns, which was the oh, first okay. thing I'd seen. Yep. Because you have that shortened sight radius. Yeah, the quick sight radius. A lot of people poo-poo that. Well, that's not going to be near as accurate until, until you it. get it up in your line of sight <laughs> and you realize, man, my eyes don't have to bounce back like yep. running a regular handgun. And 
It, it's different. It's Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there again, I can I can explain the physics and the, the biomechanics that go into why the quick sight system works. But until you shoot it, yeah, you don't just, know. It's just words. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that uh, we've talked about on the podcast before. Is just it's all in the feeling, and it's Absolutely. all what feels right. And that's why there's so many different manufacturers and so many different types of guns and firearms or uh, handguns to rifles to shotguns or whatever. You yep. know, it's it, it all it all fills a void somewhere. So. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. does. Well, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the time. Uh, very interested to, to get a hand on some of those things. Um, Absolutely. And uh, did you bring any uh, for on the table today? Oh, I've got uh, everything we have back here. Awesome. So, yeah, I might have to step back there. Yeah, and I've check got live fire really stuff. Quick, so. If you want to go into the range, I've got, got everything stuff to demo. Display. It's yeah. all there. Awesome, man. Cool. Well, yep. Jeff, Come, thank you very much. Come play. How long you guys are going to be here today? We'll be here until the people aren't. All right. Uh, <laughs> Social media presence. What do you got? Yeah, Caracal USA on all forms of social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. On YouTube. Uh, CaracalUSA.com is our website. Uh, it's at CaracalUSA on all other forms of social media. Okay, right on. Awesome. You guys need to go check them out. It's pretty cool stuff. I, I think it's cool. Yeah, we'll go take a, pic- take a couple pictures over at the table and uh, see what we can uh, dig up and yeah. put on our social media too, man. And, and come get them in your hands. Come try it out. Yeah, yeah come on down. Cool. Right on. Thanks. Thanks Thank you. you. Back again. Oh, are we? Oh, there we are. Look at that. There you are. Got to get in close. My ugly yeah. mug on this thing. Yeah, the Range Minded Podcast live at the uh, Independence. It's like a marathon shooting. podcast. Yeah, it's a big marathon expo, man. We've talked to everybody around here, and, uh, and now we've got Steve from Rhino. Rhino Metals, yeah. Rhino Excited Metals, to be yeah. here, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, man. You guys have, uh, uh, you do safes, but uh, it's... Uh, not unique, just safes. Not just safes, obviously, but you take you got a unique take on safes, too, though. That I would is say. correct. That is correct. So let's just jump right in and tell us about everything you guys do. So, of course, we do an import and uh, domestic. Domestics are made here in Caldwell, Idaho, so we're an Idaho-based company. Awesome. Um, of course, the big one that everybody always likes and is kind of gawks at is that Ironworks series with the because distressed rivets. freaking awesome. Because they're, they're cool, awesome yeah. And, and they have just that look, you know. It's a, it's definitely like a furniture piece, you know. Something, yeah. something the grandkids are going to want <laughs> at that point in time. So and it will last beyond that time. It will definitely yeah. last three, four, maybe six generations. We haven't, we haven't had it around long enough <laughs> to tell, but we're willing to test the market on that. Nice. Um, yeah, so... Um, Tell us a little bit about kind of what goes into making a safe, um, you know, what to look for when you're buying a safe, um, you know, just kind of an overall. So one of the things we like to do is qualify a customer, and by that I mean kind of figuring out what the customer is going to use the safe for. Yeah. So uh, most of it is gun-related, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's other things to put in there. Oh, sure. Jewelry, money, um, prescription medication, baseball card collections, coin collections. I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a ton of things to think about, and part of it is the security. Right. The other part is the fire protection. 100%, I mean, we've seen a yeah. lot of fires this year up in the Northern California area, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a lot of people that wish they had some fire protection on photos and old documents, that right. kind of thing. So there's a quite a, a variety of things that go into that safe that you want to think about before purchasing. Um, the other thing is the quality. Does it have a good fire rating? Does it have a high sec- security rating? Um, is it built out of a good product uh, as far as the th- steel thickness? Um, there's other options within it, uh, light kits, there's door organizers, there's um, having power in the safe. So right. there's a lot of things to consider when you're going to purchase a safe. And that's one thing we do at these events here. Yeah. We help the customer uh, educate them on what's available to them, what they want, and then uh, always we try to get them to buy a bigger safe because we know they're going to add well, easily that's the, to it. That's the, I'm already grown out of both of my safes. 
Yep. And uh, so I'll be contacting you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't take very long. Well, and I'm sure you see people come in here all the time wanting to buy the latest and greatest. And so yeah. they're adding to that collection on a, on a basis. So we always tell people, you know, think about what you have now and then add stuff to it and buy that size of safe. So it's a one-time purchase if you do it right. But a lot of times you end up buying a second or third safe. Yeah, yeah. so my, my mistake was... Um, letting my wife see what was in my safe, and th- and that was the problem. <laughs> when she saw that I grew out of my safes, it, it was a bad thing. Oh, Why did yeah. you do that? I did lose them all in the boating accident, so it didn't matter after that. Well, yeah, so you know, it, we're even thinking now to do a his and her safe. That'd oh, be cool. really? Because, you know, a lot of times you buy your safe, you get home, and the it's, missus wants to put a lot of stuff it's in It's the there. love safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I was going to say, that's probably something that you run into a lot is you get a safe in the house, and you're like, oh, yeah, I put all my guns in there, but I could put my collections in there, valuable documents, yep. passports, prescriptions. Right. Yeah. So you probably run into that quite a bit. Yeah. And, um, yeah. How do you go about, like, configuring the inside of the safe? Because one of the things I like about is the sw- that swing out with the rifles. Oh, yeah. That's super cool, man. So that is a patented design. That's something we've come out with here in the last few years and has really taken off is that swing out rack and yeah. the design idea behind that and most of you out there who own a safe now will probably agree to this that you know when you have a big enough safe with a lot of guns you want to get to the one in the back and it's always the one in the back that you're trying to dig out yeah, for whatever reason yep. and it's it's a burdensome to take everything out yeah and you're to it banging and scopes you're banging and, yeah. scopes you're, you're in you know damaging these guns maybe by chance so what the swing out rack does it gives you the ability to get to all the guns without having to go through that process right it makes it a little bit easier so yeah that's super cool i think that's uh and it's something. simple to use swings in swings out yeah we've yeah. got one I mean, right behind us actually <laughs> a little kid so. can swing in and swing out of it you know? <laughs> i've seen them do that yeah we don't want to lock your kids in the safe though right no you no, don't want to that's, that's yeah, bad you definitely don't want them getting locked inside <laughs> that well, would be a bad deal that turned dark i'm sorry i'm sorry well and that but that, that kind of highlights the importance of safes keeping not only your valuables protected from fire and away from people who shouldn't get them uh, yeah. that includes kids too you know and that's that's and yeah. you know that's a bigger thing we're seeing now is we're, we're promoting response responsible gun ownership you know that's a big thing we want people to own guns we want that freedom but we also want that responsible factor especially with kids around you don't want to you don't want to risk it it's not worth that you know definitely well we're getting a lot of noise now got our gallery here uh the shooting gallery (laughs) sounds like a train's coming through i'm looking i'm looking around yeah right i need to move yeah we're all situationally aware here so um but also in addition to safes uh what else do you guys do so we do toolboxes we actually were at uh the sema show we've been there the last two or three years yeah very cool. and uh, I'll tell you what that's a that's a huge auto market type uh, event and um, we've taken our tool chests and toolboxes there and have done really well and we they're also- they're Badass. I'm sorry if I heard somebody's feeling. <laughs> they are badass. They are you very. Just cursed they're on Facebook Live. Good job. Yeah. They <laughs> sorry, got that same look around. too. That Ironworks look. Yeah, they're um, they're incredible. We do furniture, so people go to our website. You can see the furniture. You can see the toolboxes. Um, we now just started doing vault doors this year. Nice. Oh, and wow, we've probably cool. sold in our first year alone. We've done probably 30 to 40 vault doors. Awesome. Which has been more than we even anticipated. I right. thought maybe 10, but I mean that Ironworks look on a vault door is absolutely impressive. Yeah. Oh, when you're talking 80 inches tall and 45 inches <laughs> wide, it's just like it's, a, it's like Disneyland going through the gates of Disneyland for a gun owner. Yeah. You just see that door and you know what's on the other side is going to be awesome. A lot of fun, yeah. Well, and and, may, and may, maybe you can't talk about this, maybe you can't, but where do you install those vault doors? Most of them, you know, surprisingly, a lot of them are, are homes that are getting built. People really? will be building this and they want to build this vault room or there a lot of them are, can be built into a panic room. 
So I don't okay. know if you guys, you know, panic room situation, somebody breaks in the house, you can go in there and lock yourself in and ain't nobody getting through that door. Yeah. <laughs> Never. So um, there's a lot of different opportunities. A lot of them use them as storm shelters. Oh, so wow, if there's okay. a tornado in the Midwest, they ha- we have an in-swing door. So they go down there. There's house collapses. They're good to go. They can dig themselves that's out. That's super cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm originally from the Midwest. So that's, yep. yeah, you always got to worry about tornadoes and stuff. Absolutely. And that's one thing about here and in, 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 at least in the Treasure Valley. There's no. like no weather to worry about. No weather to worry no about. No tornadoes, no hurricanes. I guess maybe an earthquake every once in a great while, but it doesn't yeah, even, even then you don't feel it. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least still, I don't. I'm still not. Yeah, now you guys have jinxed us. <laughs> uh, this year we're gonna have tornadoes, <laughs> tornadoes and earthquakes, and volcanoes and, and <laughs> floods. And yeah, right. This. Yeah. I'll no, just, we're, we, you're right. This area is beautiful. I mean, I think that's what tracks attracted me and a lot of people to this Treasure Valley is it just offers so much. Yeah. You know? And of course, the freedom of the guns is, yeah. is great here too. Yeah, we've said it more than once today. I Idaho is a mecca for firearms owners. Yep, and it's it's. I think it's really cool and really important that not only do we have a lot of firearms manufacturers, but we have, uh, you know, accessories manufacturers and then you know safe manufacturers and ironworks manufacturing too. Because, um, you know, just like we've said, it's not only the gun that's important; it's that safe storage, um, and it's the education and all that too. That all it all goes hand in hand, you know. Yeah. And we do a good variety. I mean, I always tell people if you want a manual lock, an electronic lock. I mean, there's a variety of what people really want. And that's what we try to design around our products. And then, of course, being a veteran-owned company, yeah. being local here in Idaho, um, something we're real proud of. Um, and having the partnerships with you know you guys yeah. here at the shooting range, it's been so it's a good it's a good mix. Yeah, now, now I'm in my head. I'm like, I want to build a new house. So I can build a vault and door, and I want a gun room <laughs> that I can have a vault door, and that would be like. And then I'm never gonna move anywhere else. That's oh gonna be. Gosh. Or if I do, or never gonna, tell. If you do, you just won't say anything to the next person, yeah, right? Yeah, or I'm taking it with me or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that'd uh, be so cool. Because that's so, pretty awesome. So one thing I, I love about your products, you mentioned how much how many different varieties you have and that's I think it's fantastic because you have so many choices there's a lot of safe companies out there you're just stuck with these four colors and these four lock designs and, and in, in that manner but you guys have a lot of options we do and I think it's fantastic and and they are furniture great pieces like I said I have a rhino and I love that safe we do and you know and we do try to cater to both markets we do want the guy that you know can't afford the biggest and baddest safe at this point in his life right. and needs to buy something just to get it in the mm-hmm. entry level and we offer that and then with the, the guy that wants that one he's worked his hard life and now he's got all his collection he wants to put it in his beautiful safe and yeah. so we, we do offer that big variety of, of, of what people want yeah well and then you know with like you said about the uh, the toolboxes and stuff I mean if you're an AR builder or something like that or you're a gunsmith or a reloader or whatever I mean that'd be the perfect thing to go with to yeah. hold oh, everything absolutely. together because I mean that's one thing I've learned is the more gun stuff you get the more organized you got to be with it or else you forget your habit you know like I'll look through a tub of stuff and I'm like oh yeah I forgot I have this and this and there's all those old sites and an old holster I don't use oh, anymore yeah. it's like you know but if you're organized then you know you've got everything and where that's it needs to honestly be. what a safe should do you should be able to organize it yeah to cater to what you want and to get what you want when you need it, which is, you know, like I said, that swing out rack. We want you to be able to access all your guns. We don't want you to go, you know, I'm, I would want to get that gun out, but God, it's a little pain in the butt. I'm just going to leave it there. And, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you got to have access to them. If you got them, use them, enjoy them, um, share them, you know, show your friends, all that good stuff. Get people excited about, you know, collecting guns with right. you. And it's a lot of fun. I do. I yeah. think it's, a, it's something that I think we enjoy doing. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about the gun community is how friendly and how you know communal the gun community really is you know absolutely and it is it is and i think a lot of people maybe just see us all as well i don't need to get into that but uh <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast yeah, but, but I, I mean and i i think a lot of you know 
99.9%, if not 100% of people are, you know, safety is the top priority. Safety and security oh, is the yeah. top priority for your firearms. So. It is. It almost makes me cringe when people are like, yeah, I've got my guns laying all over the place. Like, no. Oh. Yeah, right. You know, it, whether it's the kids or the theft, you know, somebody breaks in your home and suddenly I, I talked to a guy a couple of years ago, $30,000 worth of guns. Stolen, Holy cow. And he had just never thought about getting safe. He just thought, you know, no one will ever break in my home. And, of course, some of those are irreplaceable if they're, you know, passed sure. on from generations. So yeah. I said, you know, even a $500 safe would at least did just something. Yeah, yeah, You know, exactly. something to put in. The, and, and that's one thing I always thought was funny with a lot of the firearms owners is they're willing to pay five thousand dollars on a rifle but they're not going to pay even five hundred dollars on a gun safe or or something but totally counterintuitive and it's an investment like your your stuff's an investment whether it be the firearms or the safe you're putting them in because it's totally worth its worth correct yeah it's like driving a car without tires yeah you know you you buy one you got to have the other it's got to be part of that right deal at least it should be and that's the that's the thought process we're trying to change in today's climate is be a responsible gun owner so we don't lose those rights you know right. we want those rights we want to show people you know we deserve to have these rights and, and have them in our you know that discretion to be able to make yeah, those decisions absolutely yeah we want to be uh, poster children for uh, exactly. responsible gun ownership exactly. so so go buy a rhino safe man uh, can you check out the website and customize there yeah, actually you can yeah that's absolutely. awesome absolutely yeah. yeah you can build a safe through the website uh, gives you different <laughs> options there's some videos there <laughs> Or you can come talk but, to uh, old hey, man Rob, who's just uh, trolling there, around the there's floor There's even today. videos on there that describe and explain each model and That's brand. awesome. So you get some really good information. And the video's made by our owner, so i got to give him some props. <laughs> He's in there. Um, and then we're also, I don't know if I'd mentioned this before, we're, we're also doing some national radio ads with yeah. uh, Rush Limbaugh. We yeah. have him as yeah. our sponsor, Heard him. and that's been really good for us, too. So it kind of shows everybody we're, we're a big Yeah, it's a legit. It's They're legit. Yep. Yeah, you guys are, you guys are a here big to deal. Stay. Yeah, so definitely here to stay. Uh, yeah, we'll check out what's the website. The website is www.rhinosafe.com. Awesome. And uh, yeah, find, Instagram, you'll find Facebook, that kind of stuff too. We do Instagram, Facebook. In fact, if you go to the website and you scroll to the bottom, you'll be able to to jump on that. Cool. You'll be able to, and we do. We're doing. I think upcoming pretty soon. We're going to be doing a giveaway for a safe on our Facebook page. I believe. Oh, there we go. It's coming in a couple weeks. It's going to be a gun and safe uh, thing we're doing with Cryptech and some other. Oh, right on. Um, some other vendors. So look forward to that get on there and you might win a free safe and gun that'd be awesome Heck yeah. and it's a one it's a one in a lifetime safe it's one we've made only once really yes wait till you see one it it's got, it's got the cryptic design it's pretty cool oh, Sweet, wow man that's yeah. awesome yeah and yeah uh, you can come check out uh check out the, the rhino safes in the flesh too here yeah. at uh, independence indoor shooting Absolutely. as well we got got one or two yeah. yeah and we deliver too so you don't have to put them in the back of your truck we'll put it in the back Ab- of ours absolutely yeah. So cool. Well, hey, Steve, thank you so much, man. Hey, I thank you again. Appreciate, Appreciate the time. It. Thanks, brother. Appreciate all the times. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Take care. Well, I think that about does it for uh, all. We interviewed a lot of people today, yeah. and uh, it's been a hell of a day. And if you haven't watched the videos on our Facebook live feed, I mean, you can go back to our Facebook page and, and pull them up. Yeah. I know some of the audio might not be the best. It's crazy, so yeah, it's then, hard to hear. And if you've made it this far through the podcast, uh, thank you anyway, because yeah. uh, the audio has probably... I'll yeah, do- it's fluctuating. It's not nice like normal. So. Yeah, we've got a bunch. We've got 100 people in here, and they're all running around. Yeah, it's crazy. It's chaos. We're out on the main floor, but uh, yeah, and thanks if you came to see us. Um, But uh, yeah, check out facebook.com slash rangemindedpodcast for all the videos. Uh, A lot of cool stuff. We'll link and post pictures to everything we got here. And um, yeah, we're thinking about doing some more... like reviews of products and stuff. So what we're going to try and do, I guess, is when we're talking to some of these vendors and, 
and, and real podcast episodes. Maybe yeah. we'll be able to throw some videos and, and talk about their products directly, kind of yeah. dedicated to it. Yeah, if there's something that you want us to review specifically, let us know. Uh, email us, podcast at iishooting.com yeah. or facebook.com slash podcast. And uh, we're, we're trying to get on our Instagram game as well. So Yeah, we're a little slow. We're yeah. old. Yeah, we're old. Not we, we need to hire a 14-year-old girl to do our Instagram stuff, I That'd guess. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> so, but yeah, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Right on. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.